0: Good morning and thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for the hour, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. I just want to thank all of my returning listeners and of course, welcome those of you who are tuning in to the show for the very first time. We welcome you. You can find our podcast on Anchor FM every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we're going to go ahead and get right down into our lesson, which is coming from the book of Psalms. We are going to go down to the 15th Psalm. Amen. A Psalm of David. This Psalm is titled, Who Shall Dwell on Your Holy Hill? And I'll be reading it from the ESV version, which may read different than yours. Who Shall Dwell on Your Holy Hill? A Psalm of David. And it reads, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest, and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this psalm on today. We thank you for the author and the finisher of our faith, God. We come asking right now in the name of Jesus that you would open up our hearts, our ears, our minds in order to hear what it is that you are speaking to us through this psalm. God, we ask right now that you would remove anything from us that will hinder us from hearing your true and righteous voice God. I thank you for every listener who is participating this morning Lord God. We come to hear from you, God. So I ask right now God that you would decrease me and allow your holy spirit to increase e in me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Psalm of David. And I want to just go over some questions before we get into the lesson. A couple of questions that I found and uh, wrote down. um, And these are questions that we can personally address ourselves asking question one is do you retaliate when someone betrays you unjustly question two is do do you approach your christian service or your uh, assignment your obligation to god as an effort done at your own convenience Question three, do you keep your word or do you rush to do things that God has asked of you? Or do you procrastinate in doing the things that God has assigned you? Question four, do you emotionally manipulate People to get what you want question five do you twist the facts so that it becomes your version of the truth so that you would appeal to be appear to be honest do you twist the facts next question do you do the right thing at all times, at all times, like even when no one is watching, do you do the right thing? Do you tell lies? Like, do you lie and call the lie a little white lie so that they won't count as a lie? Do you base your moral compass on what everyone says is right or wrong? Like, do you follow people who say this is the right thing to do or follow those who says that's the wrong thing to do? Do you have any convictions? Any conviction in your heart? towards what you do? Like, do you feel bad afterwards? Do you feel a sense of, of restlessness and toiling when you've done something wrong? Do you, do you have convictions? Does the Holy Spirit convict you? Last question. Do you gossip? Like, do you gossip about other people And then get mad when you find out other people gossiped about you. Like, do you gossip, though? You know what? Let's go to one more question. Do you look in the mirror and ask God, Is it me, Lord? Is it me? Now, I know this psalm is not about Judas, but I just want to bring up a point that just kind of came to my remembrance as I'm asking that last question about the mirror. When when Judas was walking with Jesus, he was labeled, entitled, and called by Christ to be a disciple of Christ, which means he followed Christ. Right, he followed Christ, but I'm reminded of the time that he was dipping his hand in 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 the jar or in the bowl or in the or in the um uh, the container, the vessel with Christ and they were surrounded at the table with the other disciples and, and the other disciples were questioning themselves and they were asking the Lord because he had just announced that one of you would betray me. And and so the other disciples begin to question the, the motives within their own heart. They begin to ask the Lord and say, is it me, Lord? Like, are, and, and what they're asking is, do you see anything in me? Is it my character? Is it something I'm going to do? And Jesus said, it's the one who dips with me. So just because you're a follower of someone, just because you're close enough to share the same appetizer, so to speak, are you the one? Have you asked yourself that question? when When we think about the the scripture that talks about he prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemy, are you ever in the picture as the enemy? See there's a lot of people that will be around the table, right? There's a lot of guests that are coming to the table, but what seat are you taking? We read that scripture and 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 I thank God that, you know, my, my daughter, Cherise, brought this up. Um, I, I thank God that now we can sit and look at that scripture a little different. Like, ask yourself, are you the one in the seat at the table that he prepared for others to see? Or were you invited... As the enemy at the same table. These are questions that we can ask ourselves, ladies, when it comes to looking at ministry and looking at other women in ministry every time we look out we should be even more fastened on looking inward we we should look at ourselves more than we should look at the behaviors of others and and I can honestly say that I I too have been guilty of of sharing posts or writing comments or things like that on Facebook to express how I feel about how others have done me. I feel like I, you know, sometimes I get in that mode where I want to right the wrong and and I I, want to speak up on my own behalf. But today, I just want to ask some questions to all of us because these are some questions that I had to sit and look at and, and ask myself even last night. Is it me? Like, how many times do we ask ourselves, is it ourselves? Like, how many times do we check ourselves to find out, God, is it me? Because ultimately, our service is unto God, correct? And so, if our service is unto God, anything that betrays the trust of God, it's us. And and so, we have to sit around the table like the disciples did, and we have to ask our Lord and Savior, is it me? Can you search my heart and find if there's anything going on inside... Of me, am I the problem to the problem? And did I start this? Did is it because of what I did, because of what I said, because of what I thought? Because uh, were their plans mine? Am I sitting at this table with you, Lord, the betrayer? It's a good time to pause and just ask God, Is it me? I know when we go to church and and we begin to sing those songs, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. But what are we needing prayer for are, are we really putting everything out on the table are we really exposing some of our shortcomings and our faults and and our secret sins and our hidden motives is is it us emptying ourselves really of ourselves so that God can clean us up now listen I don't want you to feel guilty if you find out that it's you I want you to feel conviction my I want you to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit to say God forgive." Me. It's that simple. When, when we ask God to forgive us, it brings us back into relationship and it restores us back to him. Even if every relationship that we had outside of him fails, the re- most important relationship that we can have in this life is with him. Even if every friendship that we have fades away and every relationship and every every trust that we had with others, even if that goes away, the most important relationship that we need right now is the one with Christ. And then when we establish a solid relationship with Christ and we can have relationship with other people, we can love other people if we love Christ. Because he says, you can't love me and hate your brother. You can't love a God that you've never seen and hate your brothers that you've seen all the time. You can't. It's a lie. And it's impossible. You, you can't love one person and then hate the other. You can't. And I mean, you can put race on it, and you can say, you know, it's because of age or gender or or preference or whatever, but you can't love God who you've never seen and hate your brother, your sister. You can't. I didn't say you can't. God said you can't. He said we can't do that. It's impossible. So the first important relationship starts with Christ. And and that relationship is important because it sets the foundation for every relationship that we have following our relationship with Christ. After my relationship with Christ and I realized that it was me standing in the need of prayer and I realized that it was me that had all these things going on and I realized it was me, the inner me and the enemy. When I realized it was me, I had to go back and reset and say, hold on, God. It really is me standing in the need of prayer. And so our lesson today really focuses on integrity. It focuses on integrity. And what I like about integrity is that um, Webster describes integrity as wholeness, entireness, an unbroken state. Integrity. It's the entire unimpaired state of anything, particularly of the mind. It's the moral soundness of purity. It's incorruptness. It's uprightness. Integrity is honesty. Integrity comprehends the whole moral character, but has a special reference to uprightness in mutual dealings. (laughs) Transfers of property and agencies of others. Did you hear that? It has a special rever- reverence to uprightness in mutual dealings. That means how we deal with others. It's it's the moral grandeur of independent integrity is the sublimest thing in nature. It's purity. It's unadulterated. <laughs> it's unimpaired. Integrity is genuine. And so, David is writing Psalm 15. And he says, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent in your holy hills? Who should dwell on your holy hills? He said, he who walks blamelessly and does what is right what does it mean it means to be genuine to be fair to have integrity about how you consult or judge or confront a matter to walk blameless means it's not you that's conjuring up these things it's not you that's starting these things you gotta check you I know we want to let people know and read them their rights and put down our religion and tell them off because they don't know you but you have to keep you in check see we cannot control how people act but we definitely can control how we react Verse 3 says, and speaks the truth in his heart. That's the end of verse 2. He said, let me go to back to verse 2. He, wo- he who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart. Then it says, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor. <laughs> You can't be setting folks up. You can't go around talking about people and still believe that that's a service to God. We can't do that. We can't preach the unadulterated gospel and the unadulterated truth and have wickedness in us. We can't plot and scheme. When you begin to study the word of God and look at how God's character and how his attributes are, and you begin to look at you, and we're flawed. By all means, we're flawed. The Bible says all have sinned past tense and come short of his glory. And so, yes, we are a flawed people, but the Bible didn't say that we were supposed to continue in that flaw. integrity is everything and you can't come against your neighbor who is my neighbor lord my neighbor is everyone that i come in contact with don't take it so literal it's not your next door neighbor that's not what the word says the word says your neighbor That's everyone that we come in contact with, everyone that we come in fellowship with, everyone that we come in relationship with. And I don't mean just a physical or a marriage or a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. I mean relationship. It's one who who is around us. It's a confidant, (laughs) an intimate confidant a fellow being, according to Acts 7 and 1. It's one of the human race. Anyone that needs our help is our neighbor. Anyone that we have the opportunity of doing good for and good to is our neighbor. Anyone that we pour into or that pours into us That's our neighbor. And so the Bible says, it's he that does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor. You shouldn't backbite and talk about people. Just because they don't hear you, God hears you. Everything that people say behind your back, they say to God's face. Everything. God hears everything. He's an all-knowing God. He's an all-knowing God. There's nothing that gets past Him. Nothing that gets around Him. Nothing that gets over Him. Slander. Slander. Slander is a false tale. It's a lie. It's malicious uttering. It's it's something that you say that the intent of slander is to injure the reputation of another. It's like an impeachment with your mouth, a punishment, an impairment, a defamation of character. It's poisonous, it's venom. Slander. It's a false report. It's malicious. It's tarnished. And it's done to hurt the reputation of someone. Do you understand that we can hurt the reputation of someone by what we say out of our mouths in a time that we are broken or hurt or mad or disappointed or frustrated? The most important thing, though, ladies, is that we understand that that's not how God wants us to be. Integrity is everything. It says, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. So we moved from a neighbor to a friend. (laughs) What is a friend? What does friendship mean to you? What does friendship mean to you? When I think about the friends that I have in my life, I think about people that I can trust with my life. I think about people that I can trust with my secrets, with my flaws, with my errors, with my shortcomings. That's a friend. One who is affectionately attached to you. Who has the sentiments of your heart? Who has respect for you? A friend. Someone you can count on. Someone who supports you. In spite of you, a friend. A friend. Proverbs 17 and 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loveth at all times. That's so important. Because that means they love you when you're wrong. They love you enough to tell you the truth. They love you when you're right. They love you when you fall. They love you enough to help you up. They love you at all times. So verse 4 says, In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change. (laughs) it's difficult for us not to change right you think about it but folks be switching up folks switch up all the time but remember we can't change what people do we can only monitor and have self-control by the way we react to what people do Do you do the right thing all the time when no one is looking, when you won't get no credit, when you won't get no accolades, when they won't be able to tell the story about how you were the one that was uprighteous? Do you still do the right thing when no one's watching? I wonder if, you know, when my kids were little, I used to tell them um, because I was a working mom a working single mom, and, and so they were considered, um, by definition of society, latchkey kids. And and that simply means that they had to stay home and lock the door while the uh, parent went to work. And they were getting, given a set of rules um, of what to do and what not to do while I was away. And, of course, it is don't answer the door and, you know, don't answer the phone and, you know, um, this person will come at this time to do this and that. Um, nevertheless, I used to tell my kids when they were little, and I'm going to turn on the Jesus cam. And I used to tell them that I was going to turn on the Jesus cam so that they would understand that they would be watched at all times, even outside of my presence, that God sees them. And so what that would do for them, that would make them... Um, behave in a different way towards each other now when you leave um preteens and and young children at home by your themselves to work because you're a single mom and you don't have child support coming in then your your understanding is that they may get into an argument or a fight but every time i left the house i would tell them i'm gonna turn the jesus cam on jesus will be watching over you guys while i'm gone make sure you do what i said Make sure you remember that he's watching. Well, Jesus is turning that camera on, ladies. I need you to put that in your head today. I need you to understand that no matter what you do and no matter what room you do it in and no matter how dark the room is and no matter what secret corner you go and take a phone call and no matter what you pretend to whisper whatever you whisper in the next woman's ear whatever you snicker God reads face expressions you have to understand that the Jesus cam is always on he's always watching He's watching from the inside out he's watching from the outside in the Jesus camp is in us around us on us he watches he listens the Spirit of God hears the Spirit of God hears and he speaks and he speaks what he hears what we do is being recorded it's being written down I know it's already written. God already knows. It's already done. We're just walking through the moment of what already was. But while we walk through the moment, I want, oh my God, thank you. God knew this day was going to happen. God knew this title was going to happen. God knew this subject was going to happen. God knew this verse would be read. He knew. Why? Because it's time. It's time to check your mirror of integrity. It's time to check you. It's time to check yourself. And it's time to ask Is it me, Lord? Am I the problem to the problem? Am I the problem? You don't want to be the one that doesn't do the right thing. You don't want to be the one that twists the facts so that your truth becomes the truth. See, a lot of people tell half truths. They'll tell their version of the story. But if you don't have the other side, you don't have the whole story. How can you decide a matter? How can you judge a matter? How can you hear a matter? How can you settle a matter? When you only heard that person's side of the story. How did it really happen? Do you keep your word? So it says, But who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. You're not... Putting gifts out there and and giving to people. Expecting something back. And get mad when they don't give back to you. Taking bribes against the innocent. Doing things against innocent hands. It says, who does these things shall never be moved. God wants us to focus on our integrity. Our integrity. Genesis 18 and 19 says, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. There's blessings behind integrity. We're supposed to teach our household that. Right? Proverbs 16 and 11 says, a Just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. We have to be justified, balanced. Ezekiel 18 and 5 says, But if a man be just and do that which is lawful and right, We have to be justified. We have to be lawful. We have to do what's right. It says, and has not oppressed any, but hath restored to the debtors his pledge, has spoiled none by violence, given bread to the hungry, covered the naked with his garment. Are we helping people? Just to say that we help people, Are we helping people just so we can be spotlighted as the one who helped? Are we doing our deeds and acts just so we can be noticed? Are we doing things so that we can get recognition? Are we trying to take the glory from God? Are we trying to make His glory our story? Are we? We're supposed to give charity from a pure heart, a good conscience. We're supposed to be good stewards. Ah, Thank you, God. And I just want to stay right here as we get to close. It is important for us to be a good steward. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brother, whatever so things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is where our focus should be on things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of our good report and virtue. We want to make sure that in the sight of God, we're not only doing the right things, that, but we're being right before him. No longer can we allow our character to be tarnished. No longer can we be dishonest. No longer can we be a fraud. No longer can we be unrighteous and uncleansed. No longer we have to be in line with Christ in order to sojourn in his tent. In order to dwell on his holy hill. We have to look at ourselves and say, is it me, Lord? Is it me? One thing I love the most about Jesus' walk is that even though he knew Judas would betray him, (laughs) and this may seem funny, but he washed his feet. He still counted him as a disciple. He named him his betrayer. He was chosen to betray Jesus. That was his call. He was chosen. If it had not been for Judas, Jesus wouldn't have went to the cross. Sometimes we need that. He still washed his betrayer's feet. He still served his betrayer. He still loved him. But Judas, by the time he realized that he was wrong, by the time he felt conviction, by the time he felt bad, by the time he felt guilty, it was overwhelming. He tried to take the money back. (laughs) He tried to take the silver that he sold Jesus out for. He tried to take it back. He tried to take it back, but it was so overwhelming. They wouldn't accept it. And that guilt, that conviction, that emptiness, caused him to take his own life. We don't want to live with that we want to release today. We want to release all past hurts. We want to release all past betrayals and disappointment. We want to release people today. We want to release people today. We want to forgive. We want to love we want to walk right we want to talk right. We want to display our integrity. We want to display our, our attributes and our characters that that looks like Christ. We want to love our neighbors who we see like we love the God that we've never seen. We want to do what's right. We don't want to manipulate. We don't want to gossip anymore. We We don't want to get mad at people who gossip about us. We don't want to retaliate. We don't want to approach our Christian duties and our assignments as convenience. We want to be on time for God. We want to show up and be real. We want to keep our word. We don't want to be lazy. We don't want to be rushed. We want to be prepared. We don't want to emotionally manipulate anyone so that we can get what we want out of them. We want to do what's right. At all times. Even when we don't know that people are watching. Even when nobody's watching and we're just by ourselves. We want to do what's right, Lord. We don't want to tell lies. And we don't want to believe everything we hear. We want to search out the matter, God. We want you to reveal it to us. We want you to reveal us to us. So that we can get along with one another. We can love each other. We can be there and 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 uplift one another with our words and our hearts. God has been a keeper of his word. And in order for us to keep our word, we have to keep his word. <laughs> Keeping his word helps us keep our word because we're standing on what he said. And so I'm going to pray for us today. And I love you ladies. I pray that God blesses you today. To look at you today. I pray that everything. That happens from this day forward. Shifts your whole entire mind. And spirit. I pray that we begin to, to. To. Vocally. And. And. Post things that are different. Starting with me. I am, like Paul said, the chief of sinners. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. In order to be an example, I have to lead by example. So I'm going to start to shift for me. Because I need this. I needed this lesson. I needed these questions. I needed this from God. I needed to know if I'm at the table as the guest or the enemy. And so I will always ask you ladies, because we carry mirrors around in our purses. Pull out your mirror today. Look at yourself and ask God, is it me? Me? God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your still, small voice, Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor on this day, God. We ask, Lord God, that you would search us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. God, whatever you find that is not like you, God, take it out, Lord. Uproot anything that has been planted since we were little girls, God. Remove anything, Lord God, that is still attached to us and not connected to us, God, attached to us. God, remove everything that is not like you. Every character, God, every flaw, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would remove it. We want to be washed. We want to be whole. We want to be pure. We want to be cleansed. We want it, Lord. We want it. We want it. We want it, God. We want to be different. We want to be better. We want to be healed. We do, Lord. We want it. We want it. We want more of you, God, and less of us. We don't want ourselves to take your glory or your story, God. We want you to be glorified, you to be honored, you to be lifted up. We want people to see you even when they look at us, that they still see you. When they hear us, they hear you, God. When they, when they see us, Lord God. When they watch us, they see you, God. Everything that we do, we want them to see you. Is it me, Lord? God, we want you to show us, is it us? Is it us that is standing there sitting that close to you, honoring you, serving you, walking with you, learning from you, sitting down, listening to your teaching, and it's still us ready to betray you by betraying our brothers and sisters in Christ by gossiping and talking about each other. God, we want to know, is it us? Is it our hand that's dipping in the jar with your hand? Is it our hand that's in the bowl with your hand? Are we eating with you right alongside with you, but ready to run out and betray you that we can't wait until we get off of a prayer call or a phone call or out of church before we go run and tell people about you or are we running to tell people about others are we running to those lord god in high places those that we know that are the enemy of who you are are we running to them lord god to feed them information god to betray you all over again by betraying our brothers and sisters is it us If it's us, God. If it's me, God. If it's her. Or her. Or her. Her. Or her. Or her. Or them. Look at us, God. We have our hands stretched out asking. We face you and we ask you, God. Is it? me as followers as disciples of you God the ones that you call is it is it me is it me and God if you say that it's us we say we don't want to be the betrayer we don't want we don't want to be that anymore. Everything that we were before this conversation, we don't want anymore. We want more of you and less of us. And I thank you, God, for every listener. I thank you, God, for every woman that will tune into the sound of your voice, God. I thank you for every person that will sit still and hear you, God. I thank you for every person. That will jump on this podcast and hear you, Lord. I thank you for everyone that will raise their hand and ask the question. I thank you, God, that you are even killing pride right now. In the name of Jesus, that pride won't set in when they hear it. That it will pierce their heart like it pierced mine to ask God. Just to take a day to ask God, is it me I thank you for softening hearts, for renewing minds in the name of Jesus. I thank you for transforming us, that we will not be conformed by this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. We want integrity that will honor you, that will that will model you, Lord God, that will uh, show people, demonstrate you, God. We want to be your ambassadors. We want to be your daughters like you called us to be. God, but we want to do what you tell us to do without reservation and without hesitation, God. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray these prayers. Amen. Ladies, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for tuning in today to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. We're also streaming live on different streaming platforms. Our podcast can be found streaming on Spotify and Breaker. We're streaming also on Google Podcast and Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, CastBox, and Apple Podcast. And if you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so with a small donation, a small monthly donation of either $0.99 cents per month, $4.99 per month, or $9.99 per month. This helps us to sustain future episodes and you can do that just by clicking on the sponsor button in the podcast and you can make your donations there if you'd like to do just a one-time donation you can cash app um, dollar sign what is my cash app dollar sign i don't even know it right this minute let me look it up i apologize that's how much i give it out Amen, Lord. And that's if God moves in your heart to do a donation. I don't beg for donations. But if God places it on your heart, you'll reach out, right? And we'll know. The cash app is dollar sign official Rev K. Dollar sign official Rev K. Amen. So I just want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode. Join us every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on Anchor FM for And She Shall Be Called Woman. Be blessed.